Get Ripple, the bright new drink with that ring-a-ding flavor, Ripple. So I was at that boutique yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was set up next to this girl. She's like 12 years old, and she makes, I know, shut up, whatever. <laughs> I was at a boutique with a 12-year-old, uh, and they stick me Was next. it for children? No. Okay. But they know me, and they know my personality, and they know that I can hang with 12-year-olds. That's Rosa. That's not me. <laughs> And I had my laptop with me, and she sees that serial killer sticker that um, a couple of our fans sent us. It's on my laptop. Yay, serial killer documentaries. And it's got like a little stabby knife and stuff. And some popcorn. And so she started talking to me about it, and I... Oh, she's 12, so I'm not going to, like, really go, oh, yeah, go check out our podcast. Hey, did you see the crime scene photos for – you didn't say that to her? No. No, she's 12. <laughs> she's 12. Uh-huh. She's taller than me. She looked like an adult. But she's super cool, and, you know, I got a little pair of earrings from her, so we were chatting the whole day, and this okay. is, like, an 11 to 4 o'clock event. That's... So we kept coming back to, you know – serial killer stuff and documentaries true crime blah 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 and she's like yeah I, I really like listening to AMSR true crime stories on TikTok yes and I'm like wait what and then she looks at me and she's like wait do you know what AMSR is and I'm like okay yes I am 43 yes I am I go yes I know what that is but like do they like make sounds like, of the story yeah the entire story like this mouth sounds and I was like oh my gosh I don't I mean I didn't tell her that but I could I don't think I could do that that would drive me bonkers I referenced one of those stories for one of my stories that was like one of my cited sources with an AMSR yes I don't remember which one it was but it was one of the stories that was like very very specific and had hardly any other information on on it Mm -hmm. but there was one video like that that I listened to like four times and she just (laughs) whisper told me the entire story why though and, you know, they have their acrylic nails and they on the microphone. Yeah. Did you see my hand? Oh, no. I, I haven't seen it in person now. Isn't it pretty? But I did see when it was fresh uh, and you posted it on Instagram. Rosa has a really beautiful, intricate, um, what are those called again? Henna. Henna. Yeah. Henna tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Oh, shoot. I have our first piece of fan art for the podcast. <gasps> no way. And I How left- did you not tell me immediately? Because I was going to bring it and surprise you with it. And now oh. I just am going to tell you. So it's this rad. She's the coolest. Go out on Instagram and follow her. Her handle is Dirty Little Stitch. Oh, I like that. she does Dirty Cross Stitch. I love it. And, and she's, wait, how did we get it? Um, I was talking with her at the boutique. She's at the boutique. Oh. And I had to buy one for myself as well because I wanted one for my house. Is our first piece of fan art something you had to purchase? No, but that would be really (laughs) funny. I would support it. I think if anybody wanted to send us fan stuff, I would definitely go and buy stuff from them. Sure. Without a doubt. A hundred percent. No, it... um, It's I'm just, following them right now. Yeah, she has some really funny stuff. Oh, that's cute. I bought a little cross stitch. It's got like these little flowers on the top and the bottom. And it says, oh my God, Becky. 
and I'm going to put it in the bathroom. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, I love it. Not funny. But the one I got um, for the podlock. Can I guess? Um, oh, wait. Is this for your house or for? The Oh My God Becky is for the bathroom at oh, my house. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the one that we have for the pod loft, it's it's cute. It's perfect for like the holidays, especially with our um, Starbucks Trader and Trader yes. Joe's. Um, it says basic bitch. Oh, that's appropriate. Yeah. I like it. I know. Kind of cute, right? I like it. No, I, I, I like these. I'm, I'm scrolling through her I know. There's some great Instagram ones. right now. I was going to guess when you said you got one for your house that you were going to get this bless this motherfucking mess. Yes, (laughs) that would be a good one, too. Happy birthday, slut. Oh, I like that one, too. And her prices are super reasonable. Well, and she's having 15% off. And she got a really bad review that she posted, and I'm all about it. It says something about, like, drinking tea with your grandma, and someone wrote something mean. Like, I would never give this to my grandma, and blah, blah, blah. your grandma's not as cool as... So circling back to Trader Joe's. Oh, I was going to go today, but then I got a flat tire, so I didn't. Oh, no. I got a flat tire a couple weeks ago. Oh, yours was way worse than mine. I still made it home. Oh, no, I didn't. You had a full-on blowout. On the freeway. That's scary. That's Not fun. terrifying. Um, do you want a present? I don't know. What is it? I'm scared. I'm supposed to be on a really special eating thing. This is nothing and, you oh, can eat. Okay, that's not... Wait, is this really for me? It is. Really? It's, it's an early Christmas present. Oh, wow. It's a 12 Days of Beauty, a curated beauty collection. It's like an advent calendar, but it's all little beauty things. That's really nice, sister. I know. I got one for myself, too. Okay. <laughs> so we can compare notes. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do it like every... Well, we're not going to do it every day. Who are we kidding? I was going to say, we'll have to like try it each day and then send each other our reviews. And I don't really understand how it works because it's... 12 days? Yeah, 12 days leading up to Christmas. So it's not like December 1st. No. Okay. So you have to like count back. I don't know. It's, it's a just, lot of math. Just open them when you, when you feel, when one. you have time. Just pick one. Okay, I have another Trader Joe's present for you. Okay. Do you want the mom cup? No, I do not want a mom cup. Or do you want the mermaid cup? Mermaid. It says I can drink like a fish. I'm a mermaid. Oh, that's cute. The mom cup is one of those... Um, What's her name? Ray? Re? Ray? Ray. Yeah. Okay. And you have some sparkling cranberry, cranberry ginger, ginger beverage. Trader Joe's. Yum. That sounds delicious. I know. I'm so into the holiday right now. I want to go to Trader Joe's so bad. I have not made the time to do it. And today I actually had time. I was driving right past the one on uh, Victoria. And yeah, I had a low tire alert. So I was like, you know Made what? a home stay. Just going to go home. I went to the one in Camarillo today. Nice. And I got a couple of the meltable hot chocolate snowmen. Oh, yeah. I've never had those before. Okay. When you do it, I haven't done it, but take pictures like as he's melting because it's horrific. It's so funny. It Uh, cracks me up. Okay. There's a, because I'm a basic bitch, there's a Trader (laughs) Joe's Facebook group where people do, no, thank you. Oh, that one's for you. I'm still not drinking, and I'm not pregnant, by the way. I wish you were. Oh, gross. Parasite. All right, I didn't put any vodka in yours. Thank you. Should have. Should have done that ahead of time. Definitely not. Okay, horrific. Snowman melting. Oh, yeah, they're just really funny pictures. Mm. 
Isn't that yummy? That's really good. Ooh, that's really really yummy. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a highly suggested. I'm gonna have to stock up on that. Cranberry ginger. That's so so good. Do you have anything to tell me? Oh, I was gonna tell you about a Facebook page that I just found. This is how you know I'm old because I'm still on Facebook. Fuck it's a you. Facebook group. <laughs> um, and I have to go back and find it because I just lost it. Have you watched Lula Rich? No. Have you? I just started it. And I want you to watch it because I want your thoughts on it. Okay. Should we do a, a Ripple watch party review? We, yeah. We or can. is it going to piss a bunch of people off? Probably. Who cares? No one listens anyway. Okay. Yeah. I want you to watch it and I want to know your thoughts. Okay. I'm, I'm a few episodes in. How many episodes are there? Mm, I don't know. Okay. I'll look it up while you look that up. All right. I found it. So this is a Facebook group that I just found like a couple of hours ago, and it's called The Unidentified Project. And I'll read you the description really quick. The identif- Unidentified Project posts pictures of the deceased for identification purposes only. Added, we also post living does either here or on the news stories and updates on the missing and unidentified. This is not a missing person poster group. This is a public Facebook group. We are not affiliated with any agencies, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So what it posts is just constantly these different people, whether it's um, like a sketch rendering or like a clay mold from skeletal remains or actual pictures. I was just going to say, are there real pictures? There sure are. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of scrolling through it. I mean, there's a lot of them. Like here's one right here uh, of a deceased individual. Oh, and that makes me so sad. It is. He doesn't have any. Yeah, it one. is really sad, but it's also like super important and very interesting. And I went on here and I was kind of scrolling and there's so many. I mean, there's tattoos of, of unidentified people where they're just trying to like find their families. And uh, I looked up our county, Ventura County. Oh, uh-huh. there's a ton of them in Ventura County alone. Really? And then I looked up our specific city, which for those of you who know where we live, it is a very rural, rural farm town, low population city. And there's ones from our city too. No yeah. Way. And it's How really interesting. How do we not know about this? Um, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, add me. Okay. Uh, but it's really interesting. And, and like, if it can help anybody, then cool. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's uh, stories to be told and loved ones to be contacted. And you know what? We're all a little weird and we're all a little creepy and it's interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of our most popular episodes is the Kyle Britton yeah. episode, who is still missing. missing. But yeah, I mean, there are people looking for their loved ones and maybe they just haven't connected the dots yet. So if, if people can help do that. Yeah. So check it out. It's a uh, very fascinating. And Say the I name mean, again. It is called the Unidentified Project. And it was just came up like as a suggested group for me. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> um, but yeah. So very cool. Okay. Well, would you like me to tell you a story? I'm ready for a story. All right. So this is from a listener named Cassie. And I'm not really sure where she lives. I should probably do a little research, but I didn't. So I don't know if she's from this area or not. But she sent this in and said that I needed to do a story on this. And it's a little, it's a story that's more well-known than we normally do. But there's so much I didn't know. So I'm going to kind of do a, a lot of backstory. How I know how much you love to hear all the backstories on the people involved. 
I do when it applies to the story. <laughs> I don't really care if they were on the chess club in middle school. Like, get to the point. Okay. Well, this does apply. This is a very... Is this a story that I know? This is a story about the Gainesville Ripper. Oh. Have you heard of... No. Oh, it's very popular. Is it? Is it? Okay. Well, maybe I'll figure it out, like, once you start telling okay, me. But yeah, it doesn't, you, like, immediately... Ring a bell. Ring a bell. Well, yeah. and it's actually, and I'm going to kind of get into that here and there, too. It's how the Scream movie, what is, it's loosely oh, based on. Okay. And that, that's and that's why Cassie sent this, because she's like, I guess she heard me say, like, this is, like, one of my favorite yeah. horror movies. So... Um, I'm going to go. This is probably going to be a two, if not a three-parter. Okay. Because there is so much information. Really quick. Yeah. Um, you called this, it's Greensville Ripper. Uh-huh. Is it Greensville, right? Uh, Gaines. Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Gainesville Ripper. Do you go into or do you know like what makes somebody a ripper versus just a serial killer or just like a whatever? I like, know. Wh- how do you become a ripper? Like do you have to gut people? That's Am a, I getting way too deep, too no. far? Like, is that and, and just... Who, I mean, maybe it's just, like, a media-given name. Like, maybe. Ooh, this sounds way better than Gainesville Murderer or Gainesville Stalker or Gainesville... Ooh, the Ripper. I don't know. That's a good question. Well, this... Well, we'll get into it, what he There's he ripping does. involved. There might be ripping involved. Ripping and tearing. But do you know what makes a person a serial killer? Um, to, to be classified as a serial? I think so. You have to kill, wait, what is it, a, like a minimum of three people with I, a cooling off period in between? Yeah, pretty much. Is that, I, I don't know if my I numbers think are right. I think it's three, and I think it's, I think it's two or three. I don't know. I should. I feel like we should know that. I think it's, I'm going to say three. Okay, we'll go with three. Okay. But yeah, you have to have a cooling off period. You can't just like go in and, and take out a bunch of people. But yeah, that's like a mass mass murder versus yes, this, uh, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a couple sources. Okay. Um, biography.com, ABC7 Chicago, Ranker, Oxygen, YouTube, Nerdist, which I love. Nerdist.com, so good. Um, M-A-A-M-O-D-T.A-S-P.Radford.edu, All Things Interesting, IMDb, and there's some more that I'll get into in the f- later episodes. So I mentioned this is about Scream, the yes. movie. One of my favorites came out in 1996. It was rated R. It's a horror mystery. Do you remember that movie very well? Like I, how- I remember the mask. I remember the popcorn. Um, I remember that there was one girl in it. I don't remember who the actress was or even what character she was. But she had short blonde hair. Drew Barrymore. Was it Drew Barrymore? Yes. Okay. And my sister at the time was like, oh my God, Angela, you would look so cute with short blonde hair like that. And I had blonde hair already, you know, natural blonde. And I was like, no, no. And a couple days go by. Angela, you really would look so cute with that that short hair. Come on, I'll just do I can do it for you. It's like a super easy haircut. I don't remember this at all. And eventually I got to the point where I let Rosa cut my hair. Probably with kitchen shears. Probably with kitchen shears to look like Drew Barrymore. And I did not look like Drew Barrymore. I looked more like, I don't know, any boy from the 90s who had hair just long enough to tuck behind his ears. 
We'll have to find some pictures. I, I actually, I'm thinking right now, I do have a picture that used to be hanging up uh, I didn't in the hallway. Bangs, though. No, it she was like bangs. a bowl cut. No, not like a bowl. Was it like a bowl? It was no. like one length. Yeah. All the way across. Just, just in the back. below my ears. Yeah. It was awful. Shut up. It was so bad. <laughs> it was funny. Anyways. Uh. So it has a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 79 on Rotten Tomatoes, and according to the Google users, they give it an 84% that like it. Okay. Um, I, I did watch it again, um, just to refresh my memory, and it yeah. holds up. And you were going to give me your password to watch it. Yes. And you never did. All right, I'll give it to you. You have to watch it. I can't, now. Why? Because I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I want to tell the listeners because I might get murdered, but I'm home alone for like the next two weeks. Oh. So I'm not going to watch it. I'll watch Lula Rich instead. Watch it. It's four okay. episodes. I looked into it. Okay. So I'm going to read you some of the names that appear in this movie that have either like make a like a kind of a cameo or have like a decent role. So there's Drew Barrymore, Nev Campbell, who apparently you have no idea who that is. You need to look her up. Um, Ski Ulrich, who I had the biggest crush on in the 90s. Like, I had Skeet. him. I know. S-K-E-E-T. Skeet. Look him up. Skeet, oh. skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet, skeet. He was, like, on the front of my binder, you know, that had, like, the clear, like, yes. pocket. Uh-huh. I had, like, a picture of him from, like, Teen Tiger Beat or something. I don't even know. Oh, man, he is so pretty. Courtney Cox plays Gail Weathers. I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Rose McGowan. Nope. Yes, you do. Oh, okay. David Arquette. I know who that is. Jamie Kennedy. Yes. Wes Craven makes an appearance. Oh, as yeah, Fred, we talked about that. Fred, the janitor, like Freddie, Fred, and he's totally wearing like the striped shirt. And Henry Winkler from um, Happy Days? Yeah, Happy yeah, Days. Yeah, yeah, He's the principal. And he, fun little fact, he actually went uncredited in the movie because he didn't want to take away from, like, these new up-and-coming actors and actresses. Weird. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Just kind of... And he has a decent role. He's, like, not just in one scene. He's got quite a few scenes. He actually gets gutted. He gets ripped? Mm-hmm. So it, this is from IMDb. It says, Wes Craven reinvented and revitalized the slasher horror genre with this modern horror classic, which manages to be funny, clever, and scary as a fright-masked knife maniac stalks high school students in middle-class suburbia. Craven is happy to provide both tension and self-parody as the body count mounts, but the victims aren't always the ones you'd expect. So that's like if you were going to go to like the movie rental place, like that's I, what, what I you feel like. read on the back of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way this movie kind of came about, it was in March of 1994. There was this actor and screenwriter writer named Kevin Williamson, and he just totally became engrossed in a news program about the this drifter guy who was terrorizing the town of Gainesville, Florida. And there was five college students that got murdered over three days in August of 1990. So when he writes the screenplay, 
a lot of his inspiration and some references are true facts from the Gainesville story. Okay. So we're going to start in the back from the beginning. This is the... the wait, we're going to... S- wait, what? I'm so confused. We're going to start in the back from the beginning? Yeah. We're going to start... We're going to start at the beginning. The, um, That's a very good place to start. <laughs> so there's this lady named Claudia, and she married this guy named James Rowling when she was 19 years old. James was a local police officer and a decorated Korean War veteran. Two weeks into their marriage, Claudia found out she was pregnant. This news infuriated James, who began to beat his pregnant wife. Danny Harold Rowling was born on May 26, 1954, in Shavenport, Louisiana, following a difficult delivery, which the doctors had to use forceps. Ouch. Uh-huh. So Danny was the older of two sons. Following Danny's birth... James was verbally abusive to Danny because James did not want any children. Danny was around like a year old when his father beat him for not crawling correctly. Oh, that's going to help. Uh-huh. His little brother, Kevin, was born in 1955, and the verbal and physical abuse only worsened towards Danny. The boys were never allowed to celebrate their birthdays or holidays, and weekly if not multiple times a week, they would receive physical and verbal abuse from their father. And all during this time, their mom, Claudia, was also being abused. Lovely. There were times when Claudia tried to leave her horrible, abusive marriage. And one time she actually did stay away for almost six months. But her husband would just convince her to go back. He promised he was going to change. And... She had two little boys that, you know, needed some financial help and support, so she would go back. There's, like, some sort of statistic about that where it takes, like, a, a abused person, like, seven times, seven attempts before they can finally get away Break free. on average, which is pretty disturbing. That is really sad. I, I don't mean, know how they would even come up with that statistic, but I heard it. Well, unfortunately, some people don't make it to the seventh time before their life has ended because the abuse is so bad. So I wonder how that statistically plays into effect. Couldn't tell you. Nope. When Danny was around four years old, he tried stealing a candy bar but was caught by his parents and made to return to the store and apologize to the owner. Seems appropriate. 100% respect that decision. But as one of his punishments, he was tied up. The act of being tied up as a punishment occurred around six times in a six-month time frame. So his dad used that as a pretty severe punishment. When James would come home from work, Claudia tried to make sure that the boys were already fed and out of the way, trying to protect them. Yikes. If they were to eat together, the the meals were usually full of negative comments about how they weren't sitting properly, properly or holding their silverware the right way. He even insisted that they breathe a certain way. How did people get like that? To that extreme? Yeah. Just a lot of anger. I don't know. I mean, he had something wrong with him. I mean, that wasn't being addressed. Clearly. So the children would come to the table in fear if James was at home. Okay. There's a major trigger warning on this next paragraph. Oh, God. 
How does it get worse than that? James apparently found a puppy one day. <gasps> no. And he decided to take the dog home. Why? Danny loved this puppy and oh, took it God. everywhere with him. But James began to beat the dog. No. So this is actually like confirmed by some of the neighbors when they go back and interview. I was going to say, like, how do they know about this? Yeah, there's there's a lot of like confirmation of stories okay but then at the same time doesn't that make it even worse because now you're confirming that people knew all of this abuse was going on yet no one intervened and that's something that I absolutely want to talk about because there were so many people that knew about the abuse that was happening in this household that I feel that failed this family oh that I mean it's it's just maybe Maybe because he was a police officer, they felt more scared to report something and like it wasn't going to be taken seriously, but it doesn't matter. It does not matter. So on that happy note, James began to beat the dog. This was confirmed by some neighbors as well as Danny. One day, James beat the dog so badly that it succumbed to its injuries in Danny's arms. That's disgusting. Danny was held back and told to repeat the third grade when he had too many absences. And some sources say that he was out sick a lot. I, my brain, of course, goes to maybe he was, like, injured or had black eyes or something and needed right. to stay home to heal. Or, like, is, if his mom was keeping him or somebody was keeping him home to right. cover up the injuries. Mm-hmm. Like that. Because at that point, you would think that school would be an escape. And yeah, probably he'd want, want to, to go. Mm-hmm. It's a safe place for him to go. So, and then again, okay, clearly this kid is getting, like, the crap beat out of him. Uh, unless they were keeping him away the entire time that any wounds were visible, you would think that there would be a teacher, a counselor, anybody there at the school that, that would, would say something, step, up. step in. I mean, unless he... What year was this? Um, in the 60s. Ugh. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was be in areas where like long sleeves or pants or something i don't know but i don't know i agree i feel like the teachers again are someone that failed this kid so danny was held back and told to repeat the third grade um his counselor had documented him with quote suffering from an inferiority complex with aggressive tendencies and poor impulse control so it was also around this time that his mom had had a b- nervous breakdown and she had to be hospitalized for a period of time. So it kind of goes without saying that like Danny's father refused to like hug him or show positive affection towards his sons. And he believed it was quote sissy stuff and showed a weakness in a child. Lovely. When Danny was 15, he got a guitar as a Christmas gift. And this would become his means of therapy and solitude. He would write music and play for hours upon hours. Uh, It was around this age that he also recalls developing some different personalities that would help him cope with his daily life. These different personalities also led to vivid fantasies and violence of sexual torture. He would masturbate frequently to these violent images and... he, that he had created in his mind. So Claudia, she continues to like leave James, but she'd keep coming back. And Danny and Kevin kept begging and begging her to just stay away. And it, she just didn't have the strength to do that. And one time when she had come home, 
Claudia and uh, James were having an argument and Danny walked into them just screaming at each other. And she, in front of both Danny and James, slit her wrists open and then locked herself into the bathroom. And then James, instead of like trying to get the door down to help her, he just continues to yell at her through the door and then knocks the door down just to argue with her some more while she's just like lying there bleeding. And anytime that Danny would try to like intervene and stop his dad, he would get beat as well. So this again was a time that his mom was committed to the hospital. Danny continued to play his guitar and began drinking alcohol in large amounts. One day, Danny's dad caught him drinking with a friend, and Danny was forced home and then thrown in jail for two weeks. I see. Wait, I'm sorry. Who Mm. was that again? Which one? Danny was Uh thrown in jail for two weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. Because he is underage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his dad was a police Mm -hmm. officer that could, I guess, say that. Okay, got it. So another time, Danny and his brother Kevin, they didn't cut the grass um, like to their dad's expectations and so they were handcuffed to each other on the floor while their dad knelt on their chest um, Danny pleaded with him to stop and he threatened to kill himself if he didn't so Danny did attempt to run away but he would just come home when he got too hungry he was also kicked out of his house for getting into an argument about wearing jeans to church but his mom snuck him back into the house later that night. His dad had beat him with the buckle end of a belt for not getting a haircut. And with the whole haircut thing, um, I guess he was like school was starting or something and he wanted him to have like a nice haircut for the beginning of school. Mm -hmm. So he's like beat the crap out of him and then made him sit down and just shaved his head as a punishment. And then of course he goes to school and the kids just, harass him and tease him about having a stupid haircut. How old is he now? He's in high school, 15, 16. Uh, Danny, around this time, got a glimpse of his neighbor naked and began peeking into her windows. And her parents caught him twice and then told his dad. Oh, no. Who then, of course, beat him up. Close your windows. I mean, I I don't condone peeping, but you know what I mean. Um, Like, yeah, yeah. Danny, he did get a job working at Dairy Queen for a while, but he had to quit after about a week because his grades got so low. It's just he gets these, like, little peaks of happiness, and then something just crashes down on him. Yikes. He started hunting and killing animals, including shooting a snake, and then he got arrested again for intoxication. That's, like, an odd little detail. That he shot a snake? Yeah. Well, I think it's... Maybe he didn't... uh, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't a couple, though. Maybe because sh- snakes. Why is that important? Because snakes are hard to shoot. Um, not necessarily. I don't know. It's just strange. How many snakes have you shot? Um, I have not shot a snake. I did witness a snake being shot. I've witnessed a snake being shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he dropped out of high school, but he took the exit exam. He wanted to sign up for the Navy, and he told his dad that if um, his dad didn't allow him, he was going to run away and never come back, which is kind of funny because it's like um, his dad probably wants that to happen. Yeah, but also his dad probably wants ultimate control. Right. And if he, like, lets him go, then he can't control him anymore. 
And I guess he was underage and needed parent approval. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I was thinking this whole time, like, okay, as soon as you get the opportunity, just like get Bolt. away, join the military, something that is going to give you a little bit of money in your pocket and go far, far away. Mm-hmm. Well, his dad did agree to let him join, but Danny couldn't pass the enlistment test. So he joined the Lackland Air Force in Texas instead. <laughs> That's kind of sad. He <laughs> couldn't cut it in the Navy. I had to go to the Air Force. So I had to join the Air Force. Yikes. He eventually became airman first class while he was in Florida, but he started doing a lot of drugs, and he says that he took acid over a hundred times. Oh, uh, I have a feeling that that is probably not good for the brain. No, probably not. Holes in your brain? Lots. Mm. He lost his virginity while tripping on acid, and then he like totally regretted it the next morning. So while still in the Air Force, he was arrested for drug possession and disobeying orders. He lost his stripe, and a psychiatrist diagnosed him with a personality disorder. He was honorably discharged in 1972, um, and that's the same year he moved back to live with his grandfather. So while living back in uh, Shervenport, he found, like, religion at this Pentecostal church. Oh, that never goes well. <laughs> when you find religion? <laughs> Not in this this particular situation. I feel like those combination of things just don't ever work out. What do you mean? Taking acid and going to church? I, I just feel like that's the beginning of a lot of cult leader stories. Well. And I, I don't think that that's how this went. Going by scream, but who knows? Maybe there's a lot more to it that I didn't know about. He got super involved in church. He was, like, involved in a bunch of the programs. I mean, more often than not, people who find Jesus live great, wonderful, happy lives Then, rather than starting suicidal cults. But I'm just saying, like, the ones that we hear about. The ones that we research. Yes. The ones that we <laughs> hear stories of. <laughs> he, while he was, like, involved in this church, he met the love of his life, Omatha Ann Halco. And her name is, like, an O with an apostrophe, Matha, like, like O'Connell or oh, O'Brien yeah. or like a mm -hmm. Irish mm -hmm. name, but that's her first name. So her name's O'Matha. I think it's kind of cool. So Danny and O'Matha were married on September 6, 1974, and less than a year later, their daughter Kylie Danielle was born. Danny's now working two jobs, and he's starting to feel a little overwhelmed about the responsibilities he had as a husband and a father. And he starts drinking and smoking weed to cope. He also decided to leave the church and started disappearing for days at a time, not telling Omatha where he would go. Omatha started to kind of get a little afraid of Danny. He starts threatening her verbally and telling her that he was having visions of demons, Jesus, UFOs, and ghosts. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of visions right there. I feel like that could be something on one of those velvet black light posters. Demons, Jesus, UFOs, and ghosts? Yes. While you're tripping on acid. Mm -hmm. There it is. So things got so bad in their relationship that Omatha called Danny's parents. Like, really? You're married. But whatever. That Yeah. and I'm going to call your mom. Considering the circumstances, like, what? Well, so she calls his parents and um, said, like, hey, your son isn't going to work anymore. So maybe it was out of concern. Like, like what can I do to help him? Or where, do you know where he, wait, was? did she know where he was at nope. this? 
like on because he was on a Jesus vision quest, right? No, he stopped going to church. He's just seen the visions of Jesus. Well, that's what now. I mean. Yeah. But like, is he still like he leaves for periods of time, but is he still coming back or is she like legit worried about him going missing completely? Well, I, I don't think she's really mad that he goes missing. I think she's mad that he stopped going to work and okay. bringing home a paycheck. So the way that they dealt with James um, with Danny was that James came over and put a knife to Danny's throat and told him to get his shit together. Uh, OK, I mean, <laughs> that's one way to take care of it. Can you imagine dad coming over and telling us that? Uh, sure, actually. <laughs> or mom. <laughs> More likely, mom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1977, Omatha and Danny's relationship continued to get worse. He was brought home by the police for peeking into windows. Omatha threatens to leave him, and he responded by holding a gun to her head and telling her he would kill her. When he found out she was having an affair, he got his gun out and said he was going to kill himself. She begged him not to, but she also filed for divorce soon after. This time, Danny was 23 years old. So it's just nice, at least, that that um, kind of behavior isn't being duplicated. Like, oh, Matha had the strength to get her and her child out of a bad situation. Yeah, that's Which is maybe the only good that you're going to hear in this story. Oh, good. So Danny committed his first rape while living in Sarasota, Florida. Janet Frake, who looked very similar to his ex-wife, was attacked in her home on August 5th, the best day of the year, 1990. Danny snuck in her home through a bedroom window and attacked her with a knife. He tied up her arms and legs and put duct tape over her mouth and raped her. He told Janet that this abuse was going to continue for hours. She somehow got him to let her, like, speak, and she decided to offer him a beer, which he accepted. He then forced her to take a shower, and she just, like, starts talking to him and getting him to talk to her. And he began telling her about his abusive childhood, and she's, like, some smart chick, and she totally lies and says that she had come from a very abusive home as well, which was a total lie. Just to try to get... um builds a really camaraderie i don't know if it would be uh, empathy or just like hey we have this in common yeah that would be really difficult to do yeah you've been just raped and tied up and now this guy's making you shower and you're trying to be like i mean smart chick yeah i mean but i mean we've heard stories about people doing that before with like people who have been abducted and just like trying to befriended their abuser and yeah yeah so she continues to act like his friend and eventually she's like, hey, can you can you just go home? It's kind of getting late. And before he left her out her house, he asked her if she would give him 10 minutes before she called the cops. Oh, so he was with it enough to know, like, this really isn't my friend. She is totally going to report this, but maybe she'll be cool and give me a 10 minute lead. Wow. Crazy, right? So Danny actually never admitted to this rape, but in some of his later writings, this is like way, way, way later, he writes about assaulting various women in this area around the same timeline. And so the police in Sarasota said they were like able to connect it and they were extremely certain that he was the one that was Janet's attacker after they reviewed the similarities like with the Gainesville Ripper actions. So 
She did report it, but they didn't know who it was until much, much later. So to further confirm this attack, Janet was like watching the news coverage of the Gainesville murders and heard Danny speak. And like as soon as she heard his voice, she knew that that was the man that Ooh, had attacked her. Like creepy. Hearing him speak. So that same year, Danny gets into a horrible car accident that ended the life of a woman in the other car. And because of this, he was just super like guilt stricken. And oh, that's when he starts feeling guilty. Yeah, not because of the rape. No, not at all. And and trying to kill someone. Yeah, no, it's it's because he killed someone in a car accident. Okay. So the following year was 1978, and Danny met and starts to date this 17-year-old girl named Mary Lynn. They, again, start going to church together, and he, like, puts on this good act. Um, but then he was actually going out and committing a ton of robberies. He robbed a Winn-Dixie supermarket in Alabama of $800 and then another Winn-Dixie in Georgia. Did you know that Winn-Dixie were, was like grocery stores? I did. Really? Yeah. I, I knew that. I always thought of Winn-Dixie was like a dog's name. Like because of Winn-Dixie. What? Because of what dog? Because of Winn-Dixie. That's a dog? It's like a movie or in a book. Oh, really? Called Because of Winn-Dixie. I didn't. I've never heard of that. Really? No. The, I, I knew about Winn-Dixie because way back when I was a Target team member, <laughs> we had a bunch of transfers from New Orleans who came to work at Target after Katrina. And they were like put up in, in housing in California and stuff until you know, things got better and they got back on their feet. And the guy told me, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been a, a cashier before at the Winn-Dixie. And I'm like, the what? Excuse me? <laughs> what is that? The Winn-Dixie? Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I think the name of a Winn-Dixie is way better than Ralph's. Or Piggly Wiggly. I would prefer Piggly Wiggly over a Ralph's, too. Yeah, why would you name a grocery store Ralph's? Ralph's. <laughs> Whatever. So, shortly after this robbery, he was arrested and he conf- confessed to the armed robberies in Alabama and Georgia and Louisiana. So, he was sentenced to two concurrent six-year terms for these robberies. It's not like a pretty harsh punishment for like, you know, $800 here, $1,000 there. Yeah, but what year was it? 96. Yeah, that's why. They were just more strict or maybe more strict in that area. Isn't that the crime bill era? Oh, I don't know. It's when they were like cracking down hardcore on uh, nonviolent, more minor offenses in hopes that like it would prevent people from escalating. And it was really a t- major sh- sh- show. And-, and like the three strikes law? Um, was that the same thing? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, he gets sent to prison in Georgia. And about two months into his sentence, he was like in this road gang, which is like when they're like working on the side of the road. Like a, like the chain gang, but not a chain gang. Uh-huh, this is on the road. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they're chopping down trees. So he takes off, like trying to escape. Jeez, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. that's kind of funny. But he stopped when an officer fired a warning shot. He was moved to another prison, and um, depending on what source, like, you read or hear, he either killed or tried to kill a prison cat by throwing rocks at it. Why? Like, what? Like, a a little prison cat. Like, it's bringing you some joy. But yet, you're going to take a rock and try to bash its head in? Mm, But prison cat would be the only friend I would have in prison. 
Mm-hmm. You'd be friends with crazy eyes. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I would throw my cake for her. No, pie. Pie? pie. I'd, I'd throw, throw my pie, pie for you. you. After six months in Alabama, um, he was extradited to go to trial for another robbery he had committed the previous year. So his lawyer sent him to a mental institution, like saying like, dude, this guy's crazy. He can't be tried as like a, or like trying to get him off on like, what's that called? Like, Wait, uh, explain. Okay. So his lawyer sent him to a mental institution. Uh huh. So his lawyer's trying to like get him like a lesser charge, like deeming. Probably not deemed insane, but like not mentally competent enough to be responsible for his own actions. Okay. So that's what this lawyer's trying to do. He sent him away for six months, but the doctors there like deemed him sane and they sent him back to the jail. He tried to escape again and he was sent to the hole for weeks at a time. And the hole's like solitary. Oh yeah. That'll make somebody perfectly sane. Yeah, it's a smart thing to do, right? Right, right. Uh-huh. That's something to do with a person who's potentially already crazy. Send them to a hole where there's no windows, no light, no people. I think they might have light, right? Well, no. I no don't think na- they're like in a literal uh, hole. <laughs> but like natural light. They probably have like a oh, I light see. I mean, yeah, bulb. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So he gets moved again to another jail in Alabama to finish up his time. So his time is coming to an end. But he escapes again. When taking the trash out to the dumpster. Okay, maybe don't give this guy outdoor duties. <laughs> he was like... Like, don't don't let him go pick up the mail. Like, might not be the best idea. No, take out the trash. And he took <laughs> off. Um, he was caught three days later in Louisiana. So oh, he, he's not very good at playing hide and seek. Well, he went from Alabama to Louisiana in three days. I mean, I don't know where that is on a map. But they might be touching for all I know. <laughs> we need our big map in here. In 1984, he was released from prison and went back to, sh- like, Shavenport to see his mom and his dad. What? What? What's happening? Yeah. Well, he really loves his mom. He does. Okay. He, he genuinely cares for his mom. But I just feel like he's making a lot of poor decisions. Well, no. They never started out good. Okay. What happened to his kid? He doesn't see it. Her. Oh, that's probably for the best. Yeah. Good question, though. Yeah. I'm going to give you a point for that. Thank you. I was paying attention. Yeah. So he goes back to Shervenport. I don't know. He goes back to see his mom and dad. Okay. To that place. And him and his dad get, of course, again into a huge, huge fight. And he, like, needs to blow off some steam, so he goes out for a walk. That's when he sees a girl. And he stands outside her house watching her for hours. He breaks into her house. And as he was attempting to rape her, she starts to cry. And he felt bad and stopped. So the two <sighs> sat and talked. They drank coffee. Okay. They sang songs. Uh-huh. And then they had consensual sex. What songs do you think they sang? Um, probably some, like, I think, like, 70s, like, Kumbaya songs. Okay. What do you think? I don't know. You don't, What would you sing? Um, well, With some man that broke into your house well, and see. tried to rape you. Let me tell you really quick. Um, uh, it would be the All for One I Swear number one hit single of 1994. Fuck. <laughs> oh my gosh, I almost spit that everywhere. Well, this is 1984, so it couldn't Oh, wait, I thought it was the 90s. You'd be a time traveler. That was the case. 
I thought we were in the night. Didn't we just talk about the 90s crime bill? The 94 crime bill? Yeah, but that was later. Like, Wait. no. What? You have to focus here. Okay. All right. 84. What was the song? Okay. Do you have any guesses? No. In night. Uh, <laughs> Something by like Neil Diamond? When does cry purple rain? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I bet it's something by Prince. Yeah, good, yep. good one. So they God, sang these songs, and um, they had. Can we? That can that be a new game we play? What song was playing in the background when this horrible crime oh, happened? Oh no! And it's gonna ru- like not that we're listening. Well, I don't know. Some people still really like to listen to that, but these will ruin these songs forever. Mm-hmm. So they decide to have consensual sex. She. That, I don't believe that. That it was consensual? No, not at all. No. She drove him home, though. Like, hey, let me give you a ride home. Please get out of my house faster. Danny left town that night because he thought that this girl was going to call the police and he'd get arrested again. You think? Well, I, and also, who's telling this story? Because I'm sure his perception of that evening was a lot different than hers. Well, yeah. And like to to cross check your references and stuff to see what she said he said yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I have a feeling this is coming from him a lot of it is but a lot of like i said before a lot of it is confirmed with other people mm, okay so check out this part are you ready danny headed to camarillo california no so, way uh-huh so i say camarillo because that's how i heard it on one of the youtube stories but yeah, Danny went to Camarillo, California. What? Which is like 10 minutes from yes. where Angela and I live. To visit his aunt, uncle, and cousin. Who are they? Do we know them? I don't know. Are they related to us? I hope not. He hitchhiked from Camarillo to Boulder, Colorado, then has made his way to Florida to visit more family. That was the extent of his time in Camarillo. I know, but I had to include it because it's Camarillo. I, I mean, how many stories not are there that with Camarillo? I want him to have killed or like attacked people here, but I, I would like a little bit more information about his involvement. Mm, no, I don't even know who his aunt, uncle, and cousin are. No, oh, bummer. I know, but Camarillo, and that was in multiple sources. Wow. Okay. So I, that was an important detail to add for some reason. Camarillo. Google it. In 1985, he robbed a Kroger for $290. The next day, he was inside a random home and stole the keys to a car and drove away in it. Police found him the next morning. He was sentenced to four years for the Kroger robbery. For $290. Again, what year is it? This is 86. Okay, so yeah, it's before the crime. All right, I'm going to stop bringing that up. It's okay. I don't know about it. Okay. Less than a month after his sentencing, he escaped from that jail by walking away and swimming the Snake River that ran through Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, I would not want to go in that river. Because of the snakes? Probably, yeah, because of the, <laughs> no, because of the algae. <laughs> it, it sticks to my hands and creeps me out. Because <laughs> it's muddy. Uh. He was found again and was um, in the Mississippi Penitentiary until 1988, but was told he hey. had... Was That's that a good year? year? I was born. But was told he had to go back to Shervinport and get a job. So they're like, dude, we don't want you here in our area. Go back home to mom and dad and get a job. On November 4th, 1989, Danny was fired from his restaurant job for missing three days of work. In a rage, he threatened to come back and kill the manager and cook. Two days later, 
three bodies were found. Oh, wow. He kept his promise. Julie Grissom, who was 24, her father, Tom Grissom, oh. and her nephew, Sean, who was eight. Oh. oh. Julie was found with multiple bite marks on her body. What? She was found naked and posed with her legs spread open. The medical examiner estimated the time of the death to be two days prior, which would have been the same day that Danny Rowland was fired. Wait, they didn't find their bodies for two days? Mm-mm. Oh. Danny would not be connected. Wait, were they in the rest? Wait, where were they? They in were just home? random people in their home. Mm-hmm. They have no connection to the restaurant. He was just oh. in such a rage and like pissed off. He's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Oh, okay. Because when you said like three bodies, I assumed that those were the. Oh, it was the cook and the yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. I could see how I could have misled you there. So, yeah. So this is no connection to the restaurant. Oh, that's even worse somehow. So this is kind of like, depending on what you listen to or read or whatever, the timeline of Danny Rowling is different because this, these three murders would not be connected to the Gainesville Ripper until years and years and years later. Oh, wow. So it's actually like I'm putting it in the timeline, like in Danny's timeline, because I feel like that's where it fits best. Yeah. Because that's when it was committed. Right. Rather than adding it at the end when it that didn't occur. These yeah. are actually his first murders. Well, that's kind of like the Golden State Killer and the East Area Rapist. Sort of like the people didn't realize that those are the same people until later on and they connected right. the dots. Yeah. So I'm putting it in the timeline. Yeah. That's I get how it. I'm doing it. So the day before Christmas, 1989. Danny is back at his parents' house and again fighting with James. So he's committed this these three murders and took off and he's back in Florida. And he is again going for a walk and he remembers a house where he used to watch a woman undress. He breaks into her home and she wasn't there. And he waited for her. He watched her TV. He listened to her stereo. He drinks her alcohol and he stole $30 in dimes. Some Shiva's regal. <laughs> He's just like jingle jangling down the street after that. Well, I'm wondering. That's so many dimes. They were probably like rolled. I mean, uh, who has $30 I was picturing in like dimes? Just, hand, just like cargo shorts. <laughs> full cargo of dimes. Full of dimes like in he, all of the pockets. He busted like her piggy bank and just took the dimes. He, he takes some um, Shivas, some tequila, and her thirty-eight caliber. Uh, Danny, like, he actually stays out of trouble for a few months. But by May, he was fighting again with James. And he shoots him in the stomach and in the forehead. James actually survives, but he loses the sight in one of his eyes. So for someone to be shot in the stomach and shot in the head and, and survive, survive is... Pretty and what did you say it was? What was the gun? A thirty-eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he lost like part of his ear. I would think that would leave a pretty big hole in you. Yeah. Danny takes off to Kansas and then he goes back to Florida. He breaks into a man named Michael Kennedy's house, and there he steals two handguns 
and like the ID papers for his deceased son, Michael Kennedy Jr. A couple days later, he robs a Westwood United Superstore of $1,661. And as he leaves, he's like, you, there's like a recording of him saying to the people like that were in the store, like, thank you. Thank you. God bless. Please pray for me. God knows I need it. <laughs> uh, this was like surveillance cameras. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. That I, I'm kind of impressed. I feel like cameras today are pretty shitty and they got that back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. We're late 80s now. Yeah. So a short while later, Danny returns to the same Westward United Superstore and steals another $2,001. So with his stolen money and the stolen ID of Michael Kennedy Jr., he hops a bus to Sarasota, Florida. He checks into a hotel using the name Michael Kennedy as his alias. And he, like, just keeps, like, stealing from houses and convenience stores. He actually steals another car at one point. Um, but where I'm going to actually stop tonight's story is him setting up camp in the woods about two miles away from the University of Florida. Oh. And that's... If you watch the Scream movie, I'm going to make you do that before we record again. Okay. Um, it kind of opens into like a wooded like scene where it's like, you know, you, you see all these sh- trees and stuff in the background. Woods. Yeah, I guess those are called woods. <laughs> <laughs> where there's lots of trees, where trees grow. Yeah. So that's my story so far. So... Did I kind of throw you off at the beginning thinking that the dad was going to be the bad guy? Um, or did you know it was going to be the son? I kind of thought that it would be the son just because, I don't know. I, I kind of just did. Oh, I tried. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the dad was a horrible person. Clearly. Absolutely horrible. But I kind of wanted to throw you off a little bit. Just that the dad was so terrible. And I wanted you to maybe think he was the killer because as you remember in scream there are two killers i don't remember that part oh did you just give me a major spoiler no okay i mean of the movie scream i did oh well <laughs> i thought you were talking about my story <laughs> no the movie oh go watch the okay. movie it's so good and look how hot skeet ehrlich is oh my god it's so hot okay so they have skeet you know what that <laughs> means that's not like shooting clay pigeons skeet do you want me to read you the Urban Dictionary definition? Have you been seeing all those Urban di- Dictionary things about your name? Yeah, no one cares. Mm-mm. I'm not reading any of them. I see it. Oh, hi, Sarah. Click next. Well, I'm sorry, not Sarah specifically. That was just the first name that came to mind. I think Sarah posted one, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I can pick and choose which one I want. Exactly. I'm going to pick gonna... one that says, like, Rose is, like, the most pa- amazing person in the world. I'm not going to pick the one that says Rose is, like, a crack whore. Oh, no. I was specifically looking for one in my name that said that, like, she's a terrible, awful bitch. And I was going to post that one because I thought it would be funny. Uh-huh. But then I was like, you know what? No one's reading this. <laughs> You're only reading it about yourself. Did you read anybody else's? Did you? Um, I, or am I just a narcissist? You're a narcissist, but also, um, <laughs> so my friend Shelly sent, she, we have like a group text with all the, all the girls. There's like five of us and she screenshot all of us, but we also, one of the girls on our, 
like text group is named Karen. So she sends like a really nice one about Rosa and a really nice one about Shelly and Julie and Amber. And then she <laughs> does one about Karen. And it's like this middle-aged white woman with like a bad haircut who wants to speak to the manager. Oh, and that's so funny. it was kind of funny the way she did it. Okay. Now I feel like an asshole. I'm sorry. If you posted one of those, I hope it brought you joy and I don't think lesser of you and I'm totally lying right now she doesn't give a (laughs) shit about your urban dictionary name I really don't okay Uh, tell me about ski it's not funny like it's literally it just says literally means to ejaculate on someone or something oh Oh, you didn't know that in the song okay let me play you the song that'll be way more entertaining you really didn't know that that's what skeet meant? No. I just thought it was a fun word to what say. You, what do you think Lil John was talking about? We jacking off in this club tonight? I think I'm listening to the words for the first time right now. Okay, get to the part where he talks about it. No, I had no No, I had no idea. I just thought he was saying words. I mean, they are words. That's true. No, I did not think that skeet, 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 skeet had any meaning. (laughs) There's this skeet guy, Skeet Erlich. He's so pretty. What's his last? Wait. Ehrlich? Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of Ehrlich. There he is. Oh, no. No. Really? No. I'm going to I'm gonna put it on Instagram. I'm going to put it on Instagram as a hot or a not, and we're going to have people vote, okay? What? No. Mm-hmm. So pretty. Okay. Two truths and a lie. Scream edition. Yay. Okay. Number one, Scream was the first movie to have an NC-17 rating. Number two, the original voice actor behind the killer was the voice of Mojo Jojo from Powerpuff Girls. (laughs) Or number three, the original title for the movie was Scary Movie. Those are really good. I am going to go with number one, the NC-17. You got it. How'd you know? Because there's nothing in there that should be NC-17. Well, it's rated R. I do know that. Oh, well, you did just watch it. Yeah, but there's no NC-17-ish stuff. Well, okay, it's partially true. Not really partially true, but the reason I got that is this list of facts about the Scream movie from Mental Floss included one that states, where is it? It was initially slapped with an NC-17 rating. The film was originally given an NC-17 rating by the MPAA for being too gruesome, and despite the fact that Craven initially refused to cut anything, the movie was edited and resubmitted by the studio nine times before it was given an R rating. Really? Yep. Huh. I, I I mean it's it's gory but it's not 
like I said, it didn't bother me when I watched it. Oh, really? But I love that movie so much. I hate saying that I love a horror movie, but I really do. I like horror movies. And it's got comedy element to it. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it's got Jamie Kennedy and... I'm going to have to go back and watch. I really don't remember that much about it at all. You'll, it'll all come back to you. That's another, like, Celine Dion song, right? Yeah. For the background. <laughs> um, so the original title really was Scary Movie. The original title uh, was supposed to be Scary Movie, but it was changed to Scream by the Weston Brothers. I don't know who they are, but apparently they have some sort of film production company. Harvey Weston was listening to Michael Jackson's song Scream in his car with his brother Bob. They both liked the title for the horror movie. Partially inspired by a real-life story, which we're learning about right now, the script sparked a major bidding war. Don't really care. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, well, Drew- when they did the the spoof movies, it was another scary movie. Right, not another scary movie, mm-hmm. not another teen movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah. If you want to learn more about fun facts that I don't care to read, check out <laughs> Mental Floss. Thanks for that. And I'm glad I finally got one of the two truths and a lie right. Okay, so next time we will do part two. Okay. Of the Gainesville Ripper. I'm ready. Um, I'm going to try to get it done in one session, but there's a lot um, after the killings that occurs. Oh. Like the ripple, like the ripple that occurs. Oh, yeah. Remember how we were going to do that? Like, like that was ripples. our podcast idea. You know, there's like ripples when you throw a rock in <laughs> and there's things that happen after the facts. Oh, yeah. How did we ever come up with that? I had a lot of alcohol. Okay. Until then, don't forget to be a fountain. And not a drain. Bye. Bye.